Hello. Can you hear the rain? I hope so. It's been raining for about eight hours. And I love it. I really love it. It makes me happy in the heart. I feel um, relieved. I don't know, there's something. <sighs> it just like <laughs> fertilizes my soul. I don't know. It's very, very, very nice. Anyway, um, hi, it's been a minute, huh? I did these, uh, podcasts, like, a couple of years ago, and then I stopped, but, uh, I decided to, to dust the thing off and, and make some more, uh, today. A friend of mine recently did the Landmark Forum, so if you haven't come across Landmark, let me tell you, it is the Starbucks of transformational education. Assuming you like Starbucks. I like Starbucks uh, just fine. The coffee is fine. They have a good green tea. At least the last time I went, which was over a year ago. Probably a few years ago. Uh, but they used to have, and maybe still do, have a green tea called Emperor's Cloud Mist. Something like that. It's very, very good green tea. And I like the coffee, it's fine. Uh, people in the intersection of landmark fans and coffee snobs will take offense at this comparison. But, I think it's a an accurate comparison, so let me tell you about it. Number one, they're both all over the world. Number two, they're both of real medium quality, and I mean that in the truest sense of the word. Uh, it's medium, so it one it gets the, so her in a sub bullet here, right? So two I. Two is it's of medium quality. Two I it gets the job done, and two I I. Do you hear those geese? By the way. I wonder if you hear the geese. Two I if you don't, I'm gonna cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> Two I I connoisseurs don't like it. It's medium, so it gets the job done. Connoisseurs don't like it. And three, there are some ethically questionable things going on behind the scenes. Here's an example of the over the all over the worldness of Starbucks. It's not a good example of that, but it's a story that uh, I'm going to tell you about Starbucks right now. I once I was in London and I overheard a man years ago talking on his cell phone near Tottenham Court Road tube station in the West End, saying, "Are you coming out of the station?" I'm going to try and do a Cockney accent, apparently. Are you coming out of the station? Okay, great. Now, just walk in the direction of Starbucks and you'll see me. It's I've been in America. I'm sorry, you guys. I've been in America so long that I, when I do an English accent, it now sounds like an American doing a bad English accent. I feel humiliated. Um, anyway, he says, are you coming out of the station? Okay, great. Now, just walk in the direction of Starbucks and you'll see me. The problem with this was, at that time, there were three Starbucks all a block away in different directions from Tottenham Court Road. Uh, this is not a good example of the, the all over the world of Starbucks. It's a good example of the all over the Londonness of Starbucks. But uh, I, it is in a lot of other places as well. Right? We know this. Landmark is not in as many places as Starbucks. 
Landmark also runs courses in London, uh, which is where I did my forum. Forum is the three-day flagship training of Landmark education. It's the thing that you do when you do Landmark. If someone says, I did Landmark, uh, that's the first thing they did, because that's the first thing you do. And for a lot of people, it's the only thing that you do. But you can also do a bunch of other stuff. They will keep taking your money uh, and making more distinctions at you and getting you to enroll people uh, for as long as you want. So, it's in London. It's also in other places. It started in California, in San Francisco. And I once attended somebody's graduation at a forum in San Francisco, which at the time, I didn't really think about the fact that um, that was the home, the birthplace of Landmark, but it was. Uh, created by a guy called Werner Erhardt, who uh, previously did a thing called S, the Erhardt Seminar Trainings, which is basically the same thing as the Landmark Forum, but just rebranded for whatever reason. But more intense and crazy, I think. They didn't let you pee uh, in Est. Anyway, it's all over the place, just like Starbucks. It's not in as many places as Starbucks, but as far as I'm aware, it is the most widespread transformational organization in the world. I don't know of another organization that is uh, a secular transformational organization uh, that has reached as many places as Landmark. So, just like Starbucks. Medium quality of Starbucks. We all know about the medium quality of Starbucks. Uh, it's just fine. It's just fine. When I was studying NLP uh, under the tutelage of the exceptional Carl Bukite, who, if you get the chance to learn NLP with Carl Bukite, I recommend it. He's really great. They, <laughs> it was in a, like a random hotel conference room in uh, Marin County in uh, Northern California, just north of San Francisco. And um, this just like whatever hotel conference room, nasty carpets, random abstract art on the walls and a snack table which just had a bunch of snacks chips and nuts and little cakey things and chocolate and uh whatever else uh hot water and tea bags it's funny i wonder will when we go back to normal will we have snack tables again where just anyone just dips their hand into the bowl of chips gets some chips and then, you know, the next person blows their nose and then dips their hands into the bowl of chips and like that. I wonder. Probably. <laughs> Probably we'll have those snack tables again. But also on the snack table was a, I, I think provided by the hotel now that I think about it, a uh, bottomless, I want to say carafe. I don't know if that's really the name, but bottomless bucket of Starbucks coffee. And... I guess there was little milks. Yeah, there were just little, those little, like, UHT milk packages. And you could just go and just fill up your cup with coffee as many times as you want. And I drank an exceptional amount of coffee on those weekends. The NLP weekends were fantastic, but they're also, there's a lot of downtime, and there's a lot of emotions, and I just drank an exceptional, really... I don't have a word for it. Really extraordinary amount of uh, coffee. And I would get kind of like altered. 
<laughs> and I would kind of see light coming out of people and, you know, all kinds of exciting stuff. It was great. Very high, very uh, enjoyable. And that's my story about Starbucks coffee. And then sometimes I would drink fancy coffee. In San Francisco, there's a, a fancy coffee company called Blue Bottle. And they make that kind of hipster coffee. Their, their main original location had all these, like, kind of like science gadgets. Like, not exactly test tubes, but, like, you know weird glass contri- contraptions where they would like boil a coffee and then run it down little pipes and whatever i don't know what they were up to but something r- exceptionally fancy and kind of cool uh make it to do with making this coffee um but also you know so precious so precious and i would drink that and everyone would be like blue bottle oh you gotta get that blue bottle so good i would drink that blue bottle and uh it would give me indigestion i didn't like it, it was too strong really like ooh, kind of acrid almost just like so strong and um i don't i don't want that i want i want uh something goes down a little easier so not a coffee snob i like starbucks coffee landmark was by the way i'm realizing we're not going to get to the third remark which was mostly tongue-in-cheek anyway I, about the ethically dubious behind the scenes i don't know I don't know. I don't know about Starbucks. I don't know about Landmark. I've heard things, but I don't know. So I'm just going to warn you right now. See if it seems like I'm going down this points point by point, which I am. Uh, but I'm not going to make it past point two beyond this comment. So uh, the mediocreness of Landmark. I'm not a coffee connoisseur, as you can tell by this by my last thing about the coffee. Um, I've only recently started drinking it again. I took a few years off uh, after that NLP, actually. Uh, I got <laughs> I got in too deep and I had to dry out, but uh, I'm I'm dabbling again with a, a latte in the morning every once in a while. Not a coffee connoisseur, but I am a connoisseur of transformational education. This has been something that I have been kind of diving deep and nerding out on for the last twelve, thirteen years, depending how you count. But yeah, twelve, thirteen years, something like that, and you know. Uh, Providing for people as well, being a, a creator of transformational education as well as a consumer. And uh, Landmark is real medium. <laughs> That's what I'll say about that. It, it has a little bit of a one-size-fits-all, here's the hammer, so show me your nails kind of vibe. But saying that, uh, it changed my life. It's the first thing like that I did, and it changed my life. It completely liberated me from... Some beliefs I had about what I could do, I thought, you know, I'd recently actually had a kind of spiritual awakening, unrelated, but, you know, I read a book, The the Power of Now, which I've talked about in other places, uh, and you've probably heard of it, it's a very famous book, and it did a number on me, it really worked, and uh, I'd kind of recently had this spiritual awakening, maybe six months before I did the Landmark Forum, but uh, I hadn't integrated it into what it meant for my life, I was just kind of like, whoa, something new just happened. When I did Landmark, uh, what happened is the fear that had already fallen away, I suddenly realized, oh, I can live differently and I can I don't have to live the life that I've been living. And so I quit my job and decided to travel around the world. Um, and and then one thing led to another and, you know, I had a completely different life that I'm now living. So I feel eternally grateful to Landmark. It, you know, it changed my life. And there's some good stuff in there. I think there's some good distinctions. And... A lot of limitations and some weird stuff as well. Um, there's this kind of weird mimetic 
angle. This uh, I don't have to talk about it, but they uh, they really want you to enroll more people in the program, which makes sense because uh, that's what fills up the program. But they start to frame it in this kind of sneaky way where they go, your whatever is stopping you from enrolling people in the program is the exact thing which is stopping you from having whatever thing it is that you want in your life, whatever results you want. And uh, it's a really interesting technique. I've, I was taught it as a sales technique in a different, slightly different context. Really, really interesting technique. Really kind of devilish, powerful, and just like not, it's just not the, it's just a little creepy. Um, and kind of manipulative. And it's it just seems like not primarily in service of the of the person. Um, although Landmark would disagree, I think. You know, I, I don't know how genuinely, I mean, depending... I think probably they believe, you know, what they're talking about, but anyway. The point of the story is my friend just did it, and and it kind of reminded me of Landmark, and reminded me of this whole thing, and she was talking about possibility, which is like the, the buzzword, like that's the thing that Landmark is about, is possibility, and um, creating a new possibility, and being, being a possibility. Um, I am the possibility of world peace in our lifetime, or whatever. And I just wanted to articulate I'm here's the point <laughs> I got to the point 15 minutes in by my clock although hopefully I'll have shaved a few seconds off for you I well actually you know 15 and change so maybe you'll be lucky for a 15 so here's the point I just want to articulate these stages that I went through so you so, so you do the thing and it's like oh my god like I did the thing I did landmark and I was like oh, I'm, I'm in touch with the possibilities and it's beautiful and it's changing my life and it did it changed my life and then it stops, later on, it stops altogether working. Something doesn't quite feel right, or like you get stuck in some way, or it's not working, right? And, and then you say, like, okay, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it right. And then you kind of try, and you're like, okay, I got to just step up. And it's like, oh, you have a breakthrough. And your breakthrough is like, oh, this isn't just all going to get handed to me. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to work for this. Like, I'm going to have to, um, you know, grow and change. It doesn't just magically happen. And and that's a kind of breakthrough. And then you keep going, you keep going, but then it, it, something still isn't working and still isn't going. And it doesn't, the magic and the possibility kind of, they don't materialize. There's like this hope. But there isn't the realization of the of the dream. And then at some point you go, no, it's not me. You have another breakthrough, and it's like, it's not me. It's this thing. It's this landmark thing. is bullshit. And then you leave, and you quit, and you, you, know, you stop trying, and you go do something else. This is what I did. And then you kind of like go, ah, yeah, you know, either you're kind of bitter and cynical, and you go, ah, it's bullshit, you know, don't, don't do landmark. Or maybe, you know, after a little while, you kind of cool down a little bit, and you do this kind of rational kind of reasonable level headed yeah there's some value to it and there's some limitations it's kind of like uh this is integral right like the yellow thing like yeah i see the good in it and also the the, the partiality the truth and the partiality and that's good you know i think that's better than i'm doing something wrong and and or it's terrible right it's just to recognize yeah there was truth in it and then there's partiality and that's where i was and then i was hearing my friend talk about it and the magic of it and she was just fully in that first stage of the possibility and like, oh my God, like anything is possible now. And 
And I imagined and we, we were in a kind of a situation where we couldn't talk too much about it. It was just like a brief exchange because it was a group and there, not everyone had the context. And she said, oh, I would love to like chat with you more one-on-one. And um, this is all on Zoom, of course, because who talks to each other in person anymore? And I imagined the conversation with her with me holding the stance of like, yeah, there's some value to it. Some it has some useful truth. And it's also partial and there's limitations and blah blah blah. And just how that stance, even though it's fine and it's kinda of integrative and like you can't argue with that stance, right? That's kind of the great thing about the integral position, right? Is you can't argue with it. Like of course, it's just true. Like what you know, how could it be any uh, different, right? Anyone that says like no, it's the absolute truth, and and it's you know it's there's nothing bad about it or partial. It's like pure truth pouring out of the mind of God into our you know consciousness and liberating us and and allowing us to achieve anything that we want. And it works for all people in all times. There's no problems with it. Anyone that says that is just high. Like that's not real, right? And then anyone that says it's evil, it's terrible, it's a cult, it's just brainwashing people, and all of the positive experiences that they think they're having. For, from it is all just brainwashing and hypnosis and they're actually their souls being sucked out of their assholes uh that's not true either like you just you know i i can attest that personally like my interaction with it, it was net positive like it, it changed my life and it didn't take that much from me and changed my life in a good way i mean so so you know neither of those extremes are true so then what's left it's like ah there's some good and there's some bad there's some truth and it's partial right like sure <laughs> no shit uh, it's a great stance, and actually, you know, I don't know why I'm tearing down this stance, it's just my, my mind. We should learn that stance, like, if you don't have easy access to that stance about basically everything, like, there are some exceptions, which I'm not gonna, you know, name, because it's a little bit sordid, uh, but there are some, or morbid, or lurid, I don't know, something, something is, uh, it's of the id. There are exceptions where I'm not going to argue that there's some good and some bad, and you know you can just say it's all bad. But those are rare, and most things, it's easy to say are this mix of good and bad. And if you if you can't just do that with like most things, if it's not like something really really extreme, you should definitely develop that. You should figure that out. It's a that's a, a useful stance to be able to take. But I just felt how if I had a conversation with my friend from that stance, it would just suck the magic out of her experience. So I'm looking for the way to include the magic while not getting stuck where it's not useful to be stuck anymore. And I think that it's... And this is such a cliche. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm about to say something profound. <laughs> like, wait, what am I going to say? Oh, it's, a, it's just a huge cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, it's a road. It's a magic road. And you walk down the magic road. And you have magical experiences as you walk down the magic road. But you don't stop. The road isn't a place, right? Like, the, the the good thing about roads is not like, oh, this is a nice bit of road. Think I'll just hang out here and uh, and admire the, you know, admire the flowers and maybe, like, build a little shack and, like, huddle under that and, uh, you know, plant some tomatoes and get a job. I mean, I guess this is exactly what everybody does. Like, where do you live? My guess is... 
for 99 out of 100 of you, it's on the side of a road. <laughs> Me too. I'm looking at it right now, uh, covered in, in rain and um, shiny in the streetlight. So we do do that, but uh, I don't think that's the what's good about roads. That's something else. That's just like well, you need to put your house somewhere. What's good about roads is they uh, they keep going. There's uh, I just thought of a quote. Tolkien. It's a it's a quote from Tolkien. It's a quote from The Lord of the Rings, which is an extraordinary book. Um, and it's about a it's about a magic road. And it's so, I mean, it's, I mean, there's no way, I don't know, I can't possibly do justice to The Lord of the Rings in any way right now, but uh, I just want to name that it's been so, it's one of those things that's very hard to see anymore because it's been so integrated, but uh, it's worth looking at again because it's extraordinary. Here is a line from The Lord of the Rings by Tolkien. It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. You step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. You step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to.